Welcome back to Chris Tries to Review Wine, the number one wine podcast that you are listening to right now. And if you've been listening to us all season, you know that we are reviewing wines that can be uh, delivered to you. Wines that can be easily accessible uh, without having to travel too far outside your home. In fact, maybe you will only have to open the door lean over the threshold, wrap your arms around a box, and hug it for dear life as you go, Yes, my sweetheart, you finally come to me. But where do those wines come from in that nice little box? Well, they might come from a service called Bright Cellars. And so this season, we are beginning by reviewing the contents of my very first box of Bright Cellars wine. Uh, They're a website where you fill out a quick survey, and then they give you some recommendations, and then they send you a box of um, some wines, and you in turn give them money. Uh, I had a gift certificate, so I'm enjoying a gift experience. My expectations, well, they're low. And that's an exciting place to be because I always think rule number one when tasting a new wine is lower your expectations. And, you know, if you've been uh, listening to the last few episodes in particular, you know that I've got kind of a, I've got a system down now where I, I pick a red wine, I read the description, what Bright Cellars wants me to know about it, and, and then I, in order, you know, for scientific consistency, I pair it with a $5 frozen pizza. Uh, and, and that, of course, is the, um, what they call the constant Uh, I believe, so that the variables can be studied. Yeah, uh, this is uh, actually a science podcast, and and you can hear us Fridays on NPR. Uh, So, in the spirit of science, I I wanted to try to keep things consistent, but also, in the spirit of entertainment, I wanted to make sure things were various and different. You you see how these things work together. It's why uh, science is just so popular on television. So... I'm going to do things a little differently this week, where instead of reviewing one red wine with a $5 frozen pizza, instead, we're going to review two red wines with a frozen pizza that cost over $7. I know, it's a big adjustment. I'll give you a moment to wrap your head around it while you listen to the theme song here on a new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Recording live in New York, it's Chris Tries to Review Wine with your host, Chris. And that that's it. That's the whole theme song now. Here he is, Chris. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in to yet another new episode of this new season of Chris Tries to Review Wine, where we bring wine home to you. Unlike the previous seasons, where we brought wine home to me. Now, we're all bringing wine home to us, and one way we might do that is with one of the Internet's many exciting wine delivery services, such as Bright Cellars. Bright Cellars, you've heard me mention them before, so I'm going to move on and tell you why tonight. We are tasting not just one, but two wines from Bright Cellars. We are tasting both pet name Petite Syrah and Obscura 
Petite Syrah. And why are we tasting both? Why are we tasting two things in one night, might you ask? Might it be because they are both Petite Syrah? Well, that is nice. But actually, it's mostly because uh, Bright Cellar sent me six bottles, and there are only four weeks in a month. And then I got an email that said, your monthly wine experience is about to renew. And they're going to send me six more bottles. And I was like, shit, shit. This, this episode just got the explicit label because shit. I haven't tasted most of the bottles yet. I, at that point, I'd only tasted two of the bottles, and, and I wanted to make sure that my next month of the Bright Cellars experience learned from my experience this month. The whole point of this experience is to see, will they recommend wines that I actually enjoy so that I can stop making this podcast to recommend wines and can just quit and put up a, a you know, just one episode that says... <clears throat> Uh, there's a website that does this for you. You can go there. But, but, before I can tell you that, I have to personally guarantee that their recommendations will be amazing. And so that's why it's so important that this week I bring you not one, but two Petite Syrahs so that I can make my way through the box and give my recommendations back to the recommendation robot at Bright Cellars so that it will in turn recommend to me um, other wines, because so far I've been pretty disappointed. I have not enjoyed the last two so much. Uh, last week I had a bourbon barrel-aged red, and I, I have to admit... In hindsight, I might just enjoy seeing Bourbon Barrel-Aged Red so much that I enjoyed it more than I thought I did. But, but, this is a new week. This is a new time to experience new wines and to pair them with a new pizza. Because, as I mentioned before, not just am I trying two wines at once, trying new things, I am actually pairing them with a different pizza than the pizza that I'd previously been pairing my wines with. The previous pizza pairing is over. Uh, might come back, you know, <laughs> $5 for a frozen pizza is not a bad deal. So I'm not saying it's dead for life, but I, I am just saying, now we're moving into the big leagues. We're drinking two different reds. We're tasting a $7 and like 29 cent California Pizza Kitchen pizza, which feels really appropriate because these wines are both from California. And so will this California Pizza Kitchen wine and these California uh, Petite Rock Kitchen wines sing to each other? I, I don't know. I, I And I don't really know what I just said, but it just felt like a lot of alliteration, and it got me really excited. Uh, California is the location that these wines both came from, but I have to tell you, spoiler alert, they're pretty different. And we are going to find out how pretty different these petite Syrahs are, beginning with the first one, which is named Pet Name. Pet Name is a pretty different petite Syrah than the second one, which I will tell you about later. So let's take a look at Pet Name. Pet Name is a 2018 Petite Syrah from Clarksburg, California. You know Clarksburg. I know Clarksburg. There's no reason to Google where is Clarksburg and is it in California, because I checked. It is. It is. It's in California. So what will I think of this Pet Name, which had kind of a, a just a fun artistic style on its bottle. I just have to comment, I liked the label, and that means something. First impressions are everything. And speaking of first impressions, it's time for the sniff. So let's take a sniff of... <clears throat>
pet name, Petite Sarah. Ooh, um, uh, whew, uh, well, there are a lot of notes in that sniff. Uh, in particular, a kind of oaky vanilla. You know, it's got a vanilla vibe, a strong vanilla vibe, but not vanilla like vanilla ice cream. More like vanilla like vanilla candle. Yeah. But a good vanilla candle, because I know what you're thinking. Ew, vanilla candle, those are cheap. No, no, no. No, like a really good. Not Yankee Candle. Whatever is like one brand better than Yankee Candle. You could send me that recommendation, actually. I would love one brand better than Yankee Candle. If you're like me, what you do is you go to Trader Joe's, and Trader Joe's gets seasonal scented candles, and they only make like 12 of each. And so you you buy them all. You see them the one day they have them, and you shove them all in your cart like you're on Supermarket Sweep. And it is a, a very fulfilling fantasy, because I've always wanted to be on Supermarket Sweep. But more importantly, you bring those candles home, and those candles smell like whatever one rung better than Yankee Candle is, and they keep your apartment smelling amazing, even if you have a dog. Or, or, or if you're just me and you're dirty. The dog has nothing to do with it. Anyway, getting back to the smell of this wine, it is, uh, uh, it's an attractive smell. It's a little dark. If you're wondering, uh, what's the deal with Petite Syrah? Why Petite Syrah? Why do I keep saying Petite Syrah beyond the, the fact that these two wines are Petite Syrah? So if, if you haven't figured out that's why I'm saying it, uh, uh, it's because that's the kind of wine. It's a wine show. Keep up. Uh, but why Petite Sarah? What's the deal with Petite Sarah? Why do they say Petite? Are they Petite wines? No, of course not. Uh, I want a giant glass. The bigger the pour, the better. But Petite Sarah is called Petite Sarah because, amongst other things, other reasons, it's a specific grape. It's a grape, guys. It's all wines. It's just a grape. But why Petite? Why is this grape a Petite grape? It's because the grape is small. For the obvious reason. The branches, the leaves, the vines, not small. So that might throw you. You might be like, whoa, but the, the grape is small. And here's why that's interesting. I swear this is going somewhere. That's interesting because with a small grape, you're going to get more skin to grape ratio, right? Like each grape is smaller. There's still skin, but the inside is smaller. So you got more skin to grape. That creates more tannins. And I'm not here to explain what tannins are because that's basically its own like 82 episode podcast series with no answer. So instead, I'm just going to say tannins. And tannins tend to uh, make the wine more of a dry wine. If you think you like dry wine, you think you like tannins, maybe. So uh, with a petite Syrah, we often get a drier wine because there are more tannins, because there is more skin to grape ratio. Whoa, whoa. If you could follow that, um, you should have another drink. And you now know what what really makes Petite Syrah Petite Syrah and why this um, kind of dark, deeper, vanilla-y nose on this uh, pet name, pet name, Petite Syrah, 2018, Clarksburg, California, why that nose on the pet name uh, makes sense and is also kind of enticing. It's telling me, hello. Hello, I know you would like a drier, darker wine, and I'm here for you. Would you like to put me inside you?
which uh, is a phrase you might hear in many contexts. But in this context, it's about wine. And we're going to find out how it tastes right now with the sip. <clears throat> Ooh. Actually, cheers. That is... <clears throat> That's really good. It's dry and fruity. Um, and, and so the vibe is dark and less sweet, which again, jives with a dry wine. So think about this. A petite Syrah, kind of a dry wine, is going to have a darker, less sweet vibe. But that doesn't mean it's not fruity. In fact, what's kind of interesting about this wine is it's got a real fruit-forward uh, kick on the tongue. You take a sip and you think like dark cherry or blackberry, and then it mellows out with this uh, vanilla, for sure, strong vanilla vibe, and what might you might describe as spice. What spice? Don't ask me what spice. Do you ever buy five spice, seven spice, ten spice? Or do you ask which spices are in that spice? Or do you just go with those? Yes, I'd like some spice, please. Spice with spice aisle. Thank you. So there's some good spice in here, and there's a bite on the the back of the tongue, uh, which really rounds out the whole thing. Kind of starts fruity, ends with a nice bite, and I appreciate that bite because uh, it's there even if you're gulping your sip. And I appreciate a good gulp as somebody who is pairing this with a pretty salty frozen pizza. And speaking of the pizza, I should tell you. A little bit more about the pizza because food is an important part of any wine experience except for the wine experiences uh, where there is no food which are also important but this experience has food and that food is a particular pizza from a very special place this this wine would know this place well because you see this wine is from Clarksburg in California and this pizza is a California a pizza kitchen pizza and I happen to think these two oh man they're having a weekend getaway together because I think pet name pairs very well with this pizza and it might be because the pet name is a bit bold it's uh like I said dry but fruit forward very fruit forward and it's got a nice vanilla and spicy kind of back of the tongue lingering um let's say memory and all of those flavors kind of wrap themselves really well around the sweet barbecue chicken and flaky buttery crust of the California Pizza Kitchen pizza. True fact, if you are eating a California Pizza Kitchen thin crust pizza right now, I would encourage you to just like put it down and uh, sign up for Bright Sellers and make sure they put pet name Petite Syrah in your first box. Wait a few weeks. I'm sure the pizza will still be good. Uh, you might need to reheat it to be honest, but you just wait, you wait, because it's going to be worth it. This pairing, this is an optimal pairing. And, oh, 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 man, I just remembered we have another wine to taste. This pairing sets up a pretty high bar, and what did I say earlier in the episode? I said the most important thing when you taste a new wine is to lower the bar. So, I'll be honest, I am genuinely worried about what's going to happen after the break.
Welcome back to Chris Tries to Review Wine, and you are here just in time for the tasting of our second Petite Syrah of the evening. If you did not know that, uh, you just woke up from a coma in the middle of my episode, and I think you should get a doctor. Or as I think about it more likely, you might be me, and you just left your podcasting app on while you fell asleep, and don't worry, it's only 2am, and you didn't miss anything, because you, Chris, recorded this episode, and so you know what happens already. Um, everyone else, you should rewind and find out what happened, uh, or you already know what happened, in which case... I apologize for falling asleep on you, but it happens a lot. I sleep to podcasts. Do you sleep to podcasts? It seems like a really stressful way to sleep these days. A lot of virus briefings in my dreams. But that might be a reason I've been drinking Obscura. Obscura. It's a 2017 Petite Syrah from California that will hopefully obscure my memories of, um, you know, current events. <clears throat> Now, this wine, unlike the previous one, does not specify where in California it came from. So, I turn where I always turn when I have questions about a wine, the label. And this label is a particularly interesting one because it offers very little information. It is extremely mysterious with a kind of blue abstract image. Like, uh, what, in, what if Jackson Pollock had become uh, an Instagram content influencer instead of a famous painter. Right, so, so that kind of image on the label, and then some text that is sideways, so you kind of have to turn your head or, or the bottle, but if the bottle is open, don't turn the bottle, just turn your head. And it says Obscura, like 2017 Petite Syrah, and, and that's it. There, there's nothing else. I don't know what's going on here, man. It's really obscure. But that's why we have our proper tasting technique. And as always, our proper tasting technique begins with the sniff. So listen up. We're going to do a sniff of this Obscura Petite Syrah. Mmm, <clears throat> kind of actually a spicy, aromatic, almost floral sniff. This reminds me of the way people describe gin uh, as like floral and uh, full of spices. And then I drink gin and I think, what were you drinking? I'm drinking gin. Anyway, this is not a gin podcast yet. We have to see how long Governor Cuomo tells me I have to stay inside this closet. And then it might be a gin podcast. Who knows? But right now, it's a wine podcast. And I want you to know this had a particularly um, floral. I, I, I don't have a lot of synonyms for botanical. Botan... The, <sighs> the word I was looking for was botanical. We can all just go home now because we know it has a botanical nose and there's nothing else to learn about it. Even when I sip it, I'm sure I will agree. It's just botanical. It's got the botanics. It's... Oh my god, no. No, no, no. Come back, come back, come back. I know you were walking away. I, I screwed it all up and you were leaving because I, I told you to leave. I understand, it, you know, but there's a two drink minimum. So you have to sit back down. And let me tell you, oh, this did not meet the nose's expectations. And, and we've been there before. Diehard fans of the last three weeks will know that I have previously been tricked by my nose where the wine has smelled amazing, bodacious, or botanical, and instead turned out to be kind of whatever. And this wine is, let me tell you, a beautiful, excellent, perhaps perfect example of kind of whatever. 
it's lighter, a little less flavorful. In fact, <laughs> who am I kidding? A lot less flavorful than the pet name. But it, it has this um, taste that is subtle, unique. I would say a little bit like honey-flavored pool water. You, you know, like, you are in a pool. It is, you know, a swimming pool, but it's not the kind of gross, overly chlorinated public pool you usually go to. This is your, like, bougie, rich friend's naturally disinfected pool that's still full of chemicals, but they taste better. And there's a little hint of vanilla back there, which um, is not nearly as pronounced as the vanilla in the pet name, Petite Syrah, but it's there. I think vanilla unites all petite Syrahs, much in the same way that uh, dislike of Canadians unites all Americans. You might say that despite all the similarities between these two wines, the flavor in this second one is a little more obscure. Uh, I'll see myself out. But you know, I am here right now to render judgment on not just one, but two wines. And in a solo episode, this is the part where with just one wine, I would say something nice about it. And I would give it, you know, a generic three point something. And we would call it a day. We would say, oh, well, you know, it wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was fine. It was good. It was okay. Did I say it wasn't good? I changed my mind now. It's okay. It's fine. It's good. Is it great? I'm not going to say that unless I said it. Did I say it? No, I didn't say it. It's just good. It's a three point something. (laughs) They can round up. They can round down three-point-somethings, they're here to stay. But here's the thing. I just finished tasting an incredibly tasty, in, in hindsight, I have to say it was scrumptious, Petite Syrah. And that Petite Syrah is called Pet Name. Pet Name is my new favorite Petite Syrah, and I didn't even know I had a Petite Syrah that was my favorite. I don't think I've ever had one before. I feel like I'm asking him if he wants to date me. Pet Name, are you single? Because I'm here, and I, I I don't have any other prospects right now. Pet name, you're really cool. And I don't know if Petit Syrah and me are compatible. I, I don't, just, it's just really fast. I feel like we're jumping the gun here. But pet name, I just, I want you to know I'm into you. And, and oh, fuck, this is really embarrassing. But uh, if you wanted to see me again, I, I would be down to see you again. Whatever you want to do, man. It's so dumb. But pet name, you're, you're cool. It's stupid to call you cool. You know what I mean. Anyway, Obscura sucks. Obscura, you're lame. Obscura, don't talk to me. You No, there's a reason I don't give my phone number to people right away. And instead, we have to chat on the, the app we matched on. In this case, Bright Sellers. It's not because you did anything wrong. It's just Obscura. You're not my jam. You're a little too light. I just, I can't give you a three-point something I, I, when I've just had... It's not about what I just had. It's just... (sighs) Guys, this is really hard. Obscure is looking right at me while I explain that it's going to get a... A 2.6! A 2.6! It rounds up to a 3 still. I I mean, it's one of the worst things that rounds up to a 3, but it rounds up to a 3 still. Don't look at me like that! You, You dark, inky glass of wine. You, you you taste too light, too bright on my tongue. Okay. Listen, guys, this is getting dramatic. The wine is staring me down, and I know you can't see this, and I know it, it sounds not just crazy, but, like, legitimately, uh, uh, you might be concerned about me right now because it looks like, sounds like, I am talking to a glass of wine. 
And that's wrong because the glass of wine is actually slightly to the right of the microphone. And I'm really trying to make sure the microphone picks up my voice well. So instead I'm picturing the glass of wine just beyond the microphone. And I'm having a conversation with an imaginary glass of wine, which I think is much healthier. If you think about it, that is much healthier. But I'm also here to do you a service, dear listener. And I, I want to make sure I'm giving you my unvarnished true opinion of this obscura, Petite Syrah. And so I'm going to look back on my original tasting notes, because a 2.6 is harsh. At least from the look I'm getting, it's overly harsh. And I want to make sure I'm doing a little counterpoint to that rating. So give me just a moment while I look back on the notes that I wrote to myself when I first tasted this Obscura before pairing it with that pizza. Because listen, folks, the pizza is a sweet pizza, and perhaps it is masking some of the subtle, delicious flavors in this Obscura. And I want to be fair. So here we are. I have found them. My original notes. <coughs> this is the moment of truth. Obscura, Petite Syrah. Too bright, too light, too sweet, a bit of spice. But mostly this wine answered the question, what if fruit by the foot had a vineyard? Okay, well, that didn't actually um, make the wine feel any better. I can, it's death stare. I'm getting a death stare from a glass of wine right now. I didn't know wine had eyeballs, but it has not just two. It has like 22, and they're all staring at me, and they really hate me right now. But I cannot lie uh, about the taste of wine. I can lie about a lot of things. It's pretty easy, actually. But I cannot lie about the taste of wine, and... And this is a 2.6 at best. You you heard me. You see me, eyes of wine. 2.6 at best. You are boring. You are not that flavorful. You are not the best petite Syrah from some part of California that you refuse to name. And you know, that might sound like a dour note to end on. But, but I want to emphasize that I think these two wines made a very good comparison this evening because before I had a mental breakdown talking to this glass of Obscura Petite Syrah, I tasted that delicious glass of pet name Petite Syrah. And here's the thing, they're both Petite Syrahs. They are wines that I would use a lot of the same words to describe the flavors of. Let's be clear, blackberry, dark cherry, spice, vanilla. What is spice? Stop asking. I told you to stop asking. It's just a word that I would use to describe a petite Syrah. And so, you know, what's interesting about these two wines is I would truly use that same uh, extremely limited vocabulary to describe them. But, but, in only one of the cases... Would I use those words positively to describe that wine in a positive light? And that's what's really interesting about wine, my friends, because it's not about which flavors. It's about how do they combine the alchemy of the flavors? Mmm! But of course, there's no room for nuance in a head-to-head -head wine showdown. Uh, just like in a presidential contest, only one of these wines will be elevated to the most important office in the Petite Syrah land, and the other one is condemned to wander the wilderness of Chappaqua for eternity. And that means I can finally reveal my rave review for the pet name, because you've been here the whole time. You've heard it. I did not tell you the numerical value I assigned to the pet name, but I knew it in the back of my head all along. And I thought, no, 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 
no, I will wait. I don't want to be premature. I cannot rate one without rating the other. But I'm here now to tell you I was right all along. And you'll never know if I actually changed my mind. Uh, so what I'm going to tell you is that that pet name was a four. Just a four. Flat four. Four out of five. I did not want to do any rounding with the pet name. So I just said here is a good petite Syrah. It is a quite good Petite Syrah. Do you want a good Petite Syrah? Well, then here is a very quite good Petite Syrah. Four. Okay, no, 3.9. 3.9, but 3.9 final answer. Because, you know, maybe there's a great Petite Syrah and, and just like slightly better than good. Not great like, oh my god, it's the best, but just like slightly better than good. And that technically, technically would be a 4.0. But a 3.9 is like, it's so good, it's basically great. It's great, it's just not standard great. Standard great is a 4. We can round up to standard great. So again, this is great, but I remain optimistic, optimistic, that one day I will find an even greater great. Not not best, obviously best is a whole different category, just a greater great, and that great will be a 4.0. And then one day, I'll find something slightly better than that, and it'll be a 4.1, and my hunt will never end. And you can follow it here uh, next week on another new episode where, you know, no matter what we say about wine, I think we will all agree that the real winner is the California Pizza Kitchen. The California Pizza Kitchen offers a delicious pizzas in the California style that you can enjoy in your own home where you'll never leave. The California Pizza Kitchen. It's, uh, I don't know why it's like California. I guess because they don't know how to make pizza. But it tastes good, so have it. That's the California Pizza Kitchen. Not a sponsor of this podcast, but I'm available. And I'll be available next week to sponsor you on a new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine and or the California Pizza Kitchen. I'm just saying. Yeah, hit it, guys. Chris Tries to Review Wine is created and produced and just, you know, generally made by Chris Barlow. Uh, he thanks you so much for listening and would love to know your thoughts. Find him on Twitter at I am Chris Barlow. And uh, be sure to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Tell people about it. And, you know, if you are learning anything, I'd love to know what it is. If you have a wine recommendation, I'd love to have you send it my way. Again, I'm on Twitter at I am Chris Barlow. I'll see you here next week to try and review more wine. Thank <laughs> you.